people, and welcome to the CWF Gamecast. Today is Wednesday, March 5th, and I am your host, Jonathan. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We have some news to share with you. We want to talk about White Dwarf Magazine and give you some of our quick picks. We have some events to share with you, news about Battleground, Weird War II. Uh, but first, we actually have to start with some very sad news uh, we have to announce, and I'm sure that you may have already heard about this, but that yesterday Gary Gygax passed away. Gary was co-creator of Dungeons & Dragons, which is arguably one of the most popular, far-reaching, innovative, and compelling games ever made. Uh, Dungeons & Dragons has been played by millions uh, across the globe, and unfortunately, yesterday Mr. Gygax passed away. It is believed uh, that it happened due to his heart condition. Um, it's a very sad event, and uh, we just want to express our sympathies to not only everyone who played the game, but to Mr. Gygax's family, his friends, his admirers. He has left an imprint on the gaming world that will be hard, if ever, to uh, duplicate. And we know that no one else can ever actually fill his shoes. So we actually just want to take... Uh, a moment of silence in the memory of Gary Gygax and the uh, incredible work that he has done for Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, as I said, Mr. Gygax had passed away, and uh, if you're actually interested in reading more about it, there's news articles all over the web. You can find them just by going to Google and typing in uh, Gary Gygax, and uh, it'll give you all sorts of stuff. But there's obviously an article about him in Wikipedia. You can read about his life, his contribution to games. You may not know everything that he was involved with or uh, about his illness, but even though he had been sick, he had contributed uh, greatly to gaming. Uh, he was an avid gamer, and uh, he will definitely be missed. But also over at CNET, we have a link to this in our show notes, but there's an homage um, to him. It's was posted by Jim Kerstetter. It's titled, An Homage to the Man Behind Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, Mr. Kerstetter uh, does this blog post about everything that had been meant to him from Dungeons and & Dragons and uh, everything that Mr. Gygax had done. So we do uh, strongly recommend that you head on over and check those out. And once again, we just want to um, say how sorry we are about this and that we also feel the pain of Mr. Gygax's loss. Uh, moving on, uh, we do have happier things to discuss in the podcast. As I had said, today is Wednesday, and you probably wonder, well, why is there a podcast on Wednesday for the CWF Gamecast? We had released a mini, mini cast yesterday, it was about 30 seconds longer, like a minute and a half, where we had stated that we had to move this week's podcast to today. Unfortunately, tomorrow, which is the normal podcast day, I have been rescheduled from my working hours and will therefore be unable to do the normal podcast. Rather than making everyone wait a week and skipping this particular week, I had decided that it would be better to move it up a day, even though that would be unexpected, and to share that with everyone. So I do have to apologize for the change in schedule and for any disruption that may have caused. I hope that those of you who are regular listeners and subscribers to the podcast were able to get the recording that I had put up yesterday about this. And I also have to apologize for the recording. At the time, I was feeling a bit under the weather, had a stomach bug, and 
wasn't really up to talking. I was trying to save my voice for today's podcast. So I used a nifty feature on my new iMac where my iMac can read things on the screen to me verbally. And as I had done before, I've recorded what it had said. Uh, I used it before for comedic effect with um, Blood Ninja and things like that. But last night I used it to share content with you. And that's actually something we're going to be talking about in next week's podcast because we're going to be offering new features for those who wish to browse the podcast and our blog, but who are sight-impaired. And we're trying to help out those uh, sight-impaired gamers uh, by giving them some content. So, as I said, that explains why we had to move the podcast to today. But we do have other news to share with you. First of all, Dawn of War Soulstorm has been released this week. If you are a Dawn of War fan, as we are here at the Gamecast, we know that you're going to enjoy Soulstorm. It's a fun addition to the game. A little different from usual. It adds on, obviously, gives you the Dark Eldar and Sisters of Battle and new units or other things. Plus, it adds on flyers. We talked about it in a previous podcast. You can definitely search our archives and find that. And also, the Drop Podcast had done extensive discussion about the edition of Soulstorm to the Dawn of War franchise. You can definitely head on out to your local store today to pick it up. I know places like Best Buy and Circuit City or things like that should have it. I'm sure Target or Walmart also have it. So you can get it from there or you can get it from an online retailer, something like Amazon or whatnot or eBay even. So please head on over and get that. It's a pretty fun game and I'm sure you'll enjoy it, especially if you've enjoyed the other Dawn of Wars. At this time of the show, we've been sharing with you all sorts of events that are coming up. We have a special event countdown section of the blog. It's located on the right sidebar, and you can see that it counts down to events, obviously. Uh, we had recently had the Vampire Counts arrive for this month, so that countdown is stopped. But coming up, we have WordPress 2.5. I've been talking about that a lot. I'm just going to say this five more days for it. Also, tonight uh, at Battleground Games in Abington is a War at Sea event. Every Wednesday or every other Wednesday at Battleground Games, a bunch of us guys get together and we play War at Sea. War at sea is the naval version of the Axis and Allies minis. They're pre-painted minis. You play. It's a lot of fun. It's historical gaming. It's a blast. I will be there tonight. I have tons and tons and tons and tons of the ships, and I'm going to be playing with some other fellows. They also have a lot of ships. If you don't have anything for War at Sea but you want to try it out, please come down to Battleground Games. We're more than happy to let you use our stuff while we play the game. We're a friendly bunch. We don't bite, I promise. I'm going to be down there for around 7.30 tonight. We usually wrap up between 10 and 11. Sometimes we stay a little bit later. It all depends. Uh, in addition to that, I have to say for those of you who are fans of the card game Guillotine, I will be bringing that down and uh, getting some of that going on to play with it. I picked it up last week. It's a game very similar to Sit and Ducks, which we have talked about on here immensely. And I just want to say that it actually came up before Sit and Ducks, and in some ways I think it's better than Ducks, because Sit and Ducks requires at least three people to play. Whereas with Guillotine, you can play with at least two people. It, just like Ducks, it ends very fast, so it's a good game for all of that but I'm getting off point. I also want to mention that the Ard Boys tournaments for 40k are back. You can find out more information by going to the Games Workshop website, and you'll be able to see where they're happening and all that kind of jazz. In two weeks, or just a little bit over two weeks, Anime Boston will be coming to the Boston area. If you are an anime fan, a manga fan, or just someone who likes to dress up, you definitely want to go to Anime Boston. You can still get tickets. You can get them the day of. You can get tickets for the entire weekend, for a single day, whatever. Uh, go down, have some fun. You can get some good deals on the dealer room and 
go to all sorts of different interviews and everything, meet all sorts of wonderful people. Uh, my friends are going to be down there, my fiancé will be going to it. I might be there as well, but I have not yet decided. You can find out more information by going to AnimeBoston.com. Also, coming up in 20 days, which will be near the end of this month, will be the Quake City Rumbles Warhammer Fantasy Grand Tournament. This is an independent grand tournament. You will be able to go and have all sorts of fun. They have tons of information over at Leadership, the number 2org that's the website. You can find out all the rules and everything you need to know for getting in, how much it costs, where to go to sign up, what other armies are going to be there, all sorts of that kind of great stuff. So you definitely do want to head over to leadership, the number two, dot org. And lastly, as far as events go, we want to let you know that coming up on April 19th at Rising Phoenix Games in Leicester will be an all-day board gaming event that will be starting at 10 a.m. It is presented by Total Confusion 22. Head on over to Rising Phoenix Games. You can get more information by going to their website, which is risingphoenixgames.com. The people who run the store are really, really nice. They get a great website. You can give them a call. All the contact information is on their website. Head on down, play some board games. If you have your own, you can bring them with you. I do know that the Total Confusion people will be bringing... Um, all, or if not most at least, of their board games are going to be coming with Power Grid, Puerto Rico, Ticket to Ride, which is a favorite of mine, excuse me, Arkham Horror, Notre Dame, Formula D, Iron Dragon, Union Pacific, Thurin, and Texas, Ra, GOA, Carcassonne, and much more. If you're not really sure where Rising Phoenix is, it's actually located in Cherry Valley, but Cherry Valley is part of Leicester, Mass., so you want to go on to Route 9, and uh, they have actual directions on the website, which will be better for you to get. But if you head on Route 9, head out west from Boston, you will eventually stumble on Leicester and Cherry Valley, where you'll be able to go into Rising Phoenix Games. So I hope you are able to go to that event and have a lot of fun. As we had mentioned last week, we have some special offers from Battleground Games in Abington. Uh, this is especially poignant this week because it deals with the new edition of Dungeons & Dragons. They are offering a great deal where you can be entered to win a free case of D&D minis if you pre-order and prepay for all three core books for D&D 4th edition. They're doing this until the edition comes out. So it's a great idea for you to go down, get the books you're going to be buying anyway. If you win the free case of minis, you can either use them if you play the game, give them to someone else, or just sell them and recoup the money that you spent on your core books. Also, for now until, uh, I'm not actually sure when it ends, but it's going on for quite a while, they are doing a 20% off with a coupon for all their uh, D20 books, excluding Wizards of the Coast. Uh, we have a link to the coupon in our show notes, so you're going to want to print that out and bring that with you to the store. If you're not exactly positive whether the book you want is covered or not, please talk to someone who works at the store. Any of the employees can help you find what you need. Basically, as long as it's not Wizards of the Coast and it is a D20 rulebook or a source book or anything like that, you're going to be able to get 20% off, so you're definitely going to want to do that. And rounding out the news for this week, we want to let you know that Issue 9, which is the March 2008 issue of the CWF Gamecast newsletter, is now available. That came out not too long ago. It comes out at the beginning of every month. And this one, actually, as everyone does, talks about the stuff that happened in the previous month 
So you're going to be able to find all sorts of great things. Of note for everyone is that we have the official trailer, trailer rather, trailer, <laughs> sorry, the official trailer for Robbie Roadsteamer's new acoustic album, the most pretentious album since Axles. We get the video in the newsletter. It's at the top of the newsletter. For the article of the month, it is what the miniatures to sell first custom figs. And that's kind of interesting because we have an add-on that we're going to be talking about later on in this show to kind of update things. We talk about the podcast in the blog news and all sorts of things like that, how you can get the RSS feed. We have a quote of the month. February, as you know here in America, is Black History Month. So obviously we took a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I am nowhere near as good a speaker as Mr. I'm sorry, as Dr. King. Uh, but the quote is, Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. It's a true and accurate quote, and we felt it applied to all sorts of gaming, and as it had been Black History Month for February, we thought that would fit in. There's links to all sorts of articles that were written in February. And lastly, there were stats for the month of February. We're just going to take a moment to share these with you, because we had some changes to how we include our stats in the podcast and from the blog into our newsletter. We used to count uh, page views. However, we have changed that to visits. These are unique visits. And in total, since we've been counting, we have 84,587 visits. For the month of February, we had over 12,000 visits. So thank you for coming to the website and listening to the podcast. Uh, we also brought you two new enhanced podcasts and four podcasts for the month of February. We had two new members to the blog, 21 articles, and two new comments. We are getting up to 375 articles total Excuse me, on our blog, which is a growing number. And we had 33, now this will be 34, uh, well technically 35 podcasts. Uh, the audio that we had put out yesterday, we... Technically, it's a mini-podcast. We called it episode 33 and a half, but it still counts as a podcast. So we're getting up there, but this is show 34. And you can get all sorts of information by getting our newsletter. We do suggest that you subscribe to our newsletter. If you have a user account on our blog, you have been automatically subscribed to the newsletter. However, if you no longer wish to receive the newsletter, we honor every and all requests to unsubscribe. You can go to our website of wargamingforums.com slash newsletter, and it has all the information there for what you need to do. Basically, if you want to subscribe, please send an email to cwfgamecast at wargamingforums.com, titled subscribe, and we'll get you onto our list. Or if you want to remove yourself, send an email to the same address, titled unsubscribe, and we'll take you right off the list. And uh, that's about it. As I said, it comes out the first of every month, so we hope you will enjoy that. At this point in time, we're getting to my favorite part of the show, the Music to Game By segment. So we're going to be sh sharing with you Downtown by Matthew Ebel. He's a New England local, and he's a great musician, so we hope you enjoy that, and we'll be right back after the song. Thank you. Morning. Coming up next is the Music to Game By segment in the CWF Gamecast. Please stay tuned. We'll be back after this song.
country girls still wanna run Cause the bright lights of the city at night Will rain down like a curse on a small town The music's swinging and bringing the pretty girls So the fellas will get up and get up and get on the train Going downtown Take me downtown
Welcome back from listening to the Music to Game By segment. As I had said, that was Downtown by Matthew Ebel. We hope you enjoyed it. We have shared that song with you before on the podcast, and we're always happy to share music from local PodSafe musicians. Right now, we're going to be moving on in the show, and we're going to be talking about White Dwarf number 338. We have some quick picks for you, so we're going to get right into that right now. Every month when there's a new White Dwarf, we do a couple articles about it on the blog, the first one we do is called Inside the White Dwarf, where we tell you what's going to be in the White Dwarf. We go through the table of contents, we say what the segments are, and that way you can get an idea of whether or not you actually want to buy that issue of White Dwarf. We know not every issue of the magazine is something that everyone likes to read, and rather than you spending six bucks that you could be better spending or saving for something else, we figure we might as well just let you know what's going on in it, and that way you can... Find out for yourself with your informed decision whether or not you wish to make the purchase. So we do that, and in addition to that, we do a great little article that I thoroughly enjoy called Quick Picks. That article basically takes five articles or sections of the magazine that we think that you will want to read. They might be something that are quick to read, they might be, you know, some sort of nutshell, or it could just be a really good section. We know no one has time to read an entire magazine at one sitting or ever, actually. Everyone has very busy lives, so we try to take the time for you to say, hey, this is what you need to see. And in this month's episode, uh, we're going to talk about the White Dwarf 338. And in particular, we're going to be focusing on vampire counts. As I've been saying for quite a while, vampire counts have been creeping up towards us. They are one of my favorite armies of all time. And they were released this month. So naturally, the issue of White Dwarf will be covered with them. Games Workshop likes to take a flavor of the month approach. And they will pepper you with whatever the new thing is for that month for as much as they can. Excuse me. And obviously, that being Vampire Counts for this month. So we have five items for you to take a peek at. The first one is on pages 18 and 33. It is called March of the Dead, Design Notes, and this is basically just some notes about how the new Vampire Count army was designed. Until you get the army book, this is really going to be what you need to rely on for your information on how the army is going to work. Any changes that were made, improvements, any bad aspects of the changes, all that kind of stuff. It's a brief look at what the new Vampire Counts are all about. It kind of has, you know some army book in it, and it has an interview, so it's like a cross between the two. So you actually get to see into the mind of the designer for that army book. They also share photos of the new models, and I know you've seen them online. We've showed them here on our blog and in the podcast. But there's just something tangible about having them in your hands, looking at them in, you know, the White Dwarf. You can flip through, you can photocopy them if you want. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to be telling you to do that. But, you know, one could do that, and you can just kind of see, plus, in addition to the photos, they give a little background about that particular model, and they give you a little information about it stat-wise. For example, with Vlad von Karstein, they talk about how he has some great necromantic ability and awesome fighting, blah, 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 and the history, and etc. But they also let us know that, in addition to his profile of stats, he has five attacks, he gets a Karstein ring, which you know is incredible. He's going to be able to use that to go back to life on a 2+, and it also gives him a 4-plus ward save. 
Well, if you look at one of the new guys, Conrad von Karstein, it lets us know that, you know, he's a crazy combat guy, hand-to-hand, -hand etc. But, every time he inflicts a wound, he gets an extra attack. He always rerolls misses. But, he's also insane. So you get little bits like that throughout the thing. They talk about things like, um... The Corpse Cart, for example, which is one of the new things, it's actually a uh, mount for your Necromancers, so it does not replace the Black Coach. Uh, there's two alterations you can do to it. You can either upgrade it with Balefire, which is this gigantic fiery thing that goes on the back, or Unholy Lodestone, which is a bell. And each one of them does something different. For example, Balefire, it causes enemy wizards within 24 inches to get a negative one modifier to their casting. Unholy Lodestone gives all friendly undead within six inches. Uh, the invocation of Nahak, they get an extra wound when they're targeted by that. They change it, so basically everything in the Vampire Count army is undead. So you get all these spells from like the Corpse Guard and other sources that are going to help them out. And you find out all about that in the Design Note article. On pages 36 to 57 of White Dwarf, you're going to find March of the Dead, Hour of the Dead. And that's a a battle report, basically, just for the Vampire Counts. It continues with the whole Vampire Count motif that they do in for the month, and it's just really, really cool because the battle report is quite fun to read. They show army selection, so it gives you an idea of what you might want to do with your new army when you pick it up. They're fighting the Empire. I mean, how stereotypical is that? But it's really good because Empire is one of the most common armies for fantasy, so you're probably going to be facing off against them. Shows the usual map, the figures, you get an idea for some new tactics that you could be using with your new Vampire Count Army, and it's just kind of fun to read. Uh, so you definitely do want to pick that up, because, I mean, if you're, say you're going to the bathroom, whatever, you need a little reading material, you might not have the paper, you don't want to go get a codex or read some fanfic or something, so you take this, the Bat Rep's really good bathroom reading, and I know you're thinking, I don't read in the bathroom, come on, don't lie, you do it too, everyone does it, so it's a good read for that. For those of you who are not fans of fantasy, but you prefer 40k, there's great 40k tactical on pages 68 to 73, covering the fast vehicles. And I was actually kind of torn whether or not I should have covered that, which we ended up choosing, for one of our quick picks, or if we should have went ahead and done the article about the Muma kill. And you're thinking, well, no contest, 40k, better game. Clearly, you made the right choice. Well, that did come into it a little bit. And... One of the reasons why we were thinking of doing the Muma Kill rather, is because the Herod uh, releases brand new for Lord of the Rings and still kind of getting some, some support. But the main reason why we chose not to do it was that all the changes that they show in here and ways that you can you know, fix up your Muma Kill to represent different areas are things they've already talked about before. And the Mumak has been around for ages. It's not really worth in my time to be included in the quick pick. Whereas the Tactica for the Fast Vehicles was really good because a lot of people have a hard time properly using Fast Vehicles. If you're doing, say, Dark Angels, and you're going to do Ravenwing, that's your entire army, more or less. Or Dark Elder, you know, they also are basically just Fast Vehicles. You need to know how to use them if you're playing as those armies, or how to fight against them after you're playing against those armies. So it's definitely a worthy article to read. On pages 90 to 94, you'll find our number four quick pick. It is Painting Masters Martin Futit. And this was a joy to look at because he is incredible. He's a master sculptor, killer golden demon wonder. He's just 
it's incredible. If you look at this three pages in particular, 91, 93, and 94, you're going to see some of his stuff that I think shines the most. 91, you're going to see this great Grey Knight. It's incredible. The armor is great. The pose, the, everything's just wonderful about it. He just did a really, really good job. On 93, you get a High Elf Spearman. It looks like movie quality. I looked at it, and I half expected, whoa, is that CG? Because it is that good. And then on 94, if you look at the very bottom, they have an Eldar Frasia that he's done. It is one of the nicest models I've ever seen. It's clean, it's crisp, it's very Eldar. Martin's incredible, and if you can paint as well as he can, you're thinking, ha, oh, I can do that. Or, use him as inspiration. Say, hey, he's that good, I can be that good too. If nothing else, it's just something to see and say, hey, that's really cool. I think I might want to pick up that model. And lastly, our quick pick number five is the Every Metal Showcase Elves of, Elves, rather, of Middle Earth. It's on pages 96 to 99. And I know normally the Every, Heavy Metal Showcase is just kind of gratuitous advertising and saying, hey, look at us, we kick ass. We're really great painters, so you need to buy our product. Buy it now or else. But... The High Elf models for Lord of the Rings are some of the, not High Elf, rather, the Elf models in general for Lord of the Rings are some of the nicest I've seen. The painting on them is great. They're very realistic. The poses are great. The, the models are great. It's just really, really good. It kind of captures everything about Lord of the Rings, and it just shows it for everyone to see. So you definitely want to take the time off to look at that. Everyone loves a shiny model. And by looking at that, you'll be able to see that. So between these five quick picks, we're sure you're going to be able to get a taste of everything in White Dwarf that you will want to see. We have some good action with our battle report, Hour of the Dead from White Dwarf. You can get little nonfiction reading with design notes. You can get a tactical boost by the Fast Miracles Tactica for 40k. And you can see some pretty pictures through the Painting Masters, Martin Footed article, and Heavy Metal Showcase, Elves of Middle-Earth. Please pick up the latest White Dwarf. You can get it at your friendly local game store, or if you have to, you can get it from GW Online. But please get it from your friendly local game store because this kind of stuff is what keeps them afloat. And now that we have discussed that, we are able to move on to another segment of the show. And this is one that we've been doing for quite a while. It is a promo. As I always say, we like to promote other podcasts, other websites, whatever, if they happen to be here in New England, or if they're just related to gaming, we like to do that too. This time, we're going to be discussing one, or rather sharing the promo for the High Orbit podcast. It is by Matthew Ebel, and you're saying, hey, didn't you just play some music by him early in the show? We did, but this is a really, really good music podcast. He's here for New England, so we thought we would share this New England podcast with you. It is the High Orbit podcast so please listen to the promo it's kind of fun and we're gonna be right back after the promo thanks in a world with 10,000 music podcasts all you need is a podcast not from this world proto yes captain why is there a tentacle on my control board coming at you live from somewhere just outside the earth's atmosphere sushi bar or we're in a world of trouble right now get on board at highorbitpodcast.com
So that was a promo, rather, for the High Orbit Podcast. As the promo says, you can head on over to highorbitpodcast.com. It's a great musical podcast. You can listen to all sorts of great music and check out things that Matthew Ebel is doing. We highly recommend that you go there, check it out, tell them that we have sent you. It's a great podcast to listen to. Now we're going to move on to our last segment of the show. It is Battleground Weird War 2. We've talked about BGWW2 for... A while off and on, we were made aware of it by the people who are putting it out, Brian and Amy Cottrell, and we did a review last time, or actually the time before, on the show about them selling some custom figures. And in the review, we you know discussed the pros and cons, and basically pros, giving them four and a half out of five stars. But after we had released our newsletter for the month, we got some information from them. They had used the comment feature of the blog to comment on the review and made us aware of some things that had changed. And so we're glad that we had gotten the information. And based on that, had felt that, you know, had to update the review of the models that they had created. So we went ahead and wrote a new article called Take Two, What the Miniatures to Sell First Custom Figs, and decided, hey, you know, it's worthy enough to be included in the podcast and share it with everyone. We know we had talked about them before and that what we talked about in the podcast, we shared some concerns that we had. And I'm sure that some people may have been dismayed by it and some potential customers, so we want to allay any fears that we had encountered and may have thrust upon you. So just want to write that. And we want to say that if you head on over to our website at wargamingforums.com, you can read the entire review. Right now, we're just going to touch a little bit on... It because we don't want to spend you know all this time just reading the review. We would rather just touch on the highlights to make you aware and send you to our review so you can check it out. Bottom line, uh, and I know it's odd to be starting off with the bottom line, <clears throat> is it's five stars, enough said. Once you see how the models look painted, yes, we have painted pictures or pictures of the painted metal models for you. I guess that would be the better way to phrase it grammatically. Um, we have those in our article, but they're incredible. We had spoken to Amy, or rather Amy had left comments for us, and they basically just kind of say, hey, your concerns, you don't need to have them anymore. She explained that they had to rename the models. Originally they were called the Flagerfaust, and I'm sure I butchered that, but uh, she had said that the Flagerfaust were actually weapons like these. They were the version that were mounted onto aircraft. The ones that were land-based for land-to-air and land-to-land were called Luftfaust, so they had changed the name. And with that little change in name, they were able to say, hey, one of your concerns doesn't really apply anymore. One of my concerns had been that the posing of the models showed that, you know, they were more intent on destroying things on the ground than on air. And if they were supposed to be anti-air weapons, they should be aimed at the sky. My exact words were, Flagerfaust are anti-air weapons, therefore they need to be aimed at the sky where aircraft are. You don't see planes bombing or strafing while on the ground. They do that from the air. With the change of the name, as I had said, they kind of just take out that concern. Additionally, something I had not commented on before is that the models, you know, you can pose them however you want when you assemble them. I believe there is a little bit of assembly required from what I understand, and if I'm wrong, I will you know, amend that statement later on. But when you're gluing them together before you paint and stuff, you, you know, if you want to pose it so that the rocket launcher is going into the air, you can do it. 
Also, I had concerns about the change in scale. Uh, in particular, there was a little paragraph I had written, which I'm going to read to you now. It's a brief one. I said that my concern with this change in scale is that most games I have seen are 28mm and they enjoy a lot of success. I've read that a lot of World War II and Weird War figs from other companies are in 28mm scale or something close to that. By switching to 34mm scale, I'm afraid that longtime gamers won't buy the new figs because they won't fit into their existing collection. I'm also concerned that other companies will be alienated because gamers will either need to use other companies' stuff or product from what the managers. And Amy had been kind enough to let me know that they are going to continue to produce the Luftfaust in 28mm scale, and the Switch 34mm scale is going to be their new main scale for all models. However, everything that they put out in 34mm will also be sculpted in 28mm. Now you don't need to worry what, you know, scale. If you're a little tepid about getting into it and you have 28mm, you just wait long enough and you'll be able to get your 28mm scale version of the figs. You have the ones right now for the Luftfaust. They have new figs that are going to be coming out. They're working on two others. When those come out, they're going to have them in 34 and 28mm scale. You'll be able to get those. There's nothing but solid business sense to do 28 and 34mm. Doing both just helps them out, really. Uh, you know, lastly, if you're interested in buying these, you definitely want to make sure you do that because 28mm are $350 each and 34mm will be $450 each. So you can be able to get both of them. There's shipping and handling on, but you can choose whatever method you want for shipping and handling, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you can just get in. The prices are really good enough so that you can try it out if you're just casually interested. Or if you want to stockpile as a veteran gamer, you don't need to worry about emptying the bank. So you definitely want to make sure that you go and get that. Excuse me, because the models are really, really good. Lastly, I just want to say that they have the rules for the Left House, Left Faust rather, on the official Battleground Weird War 2 rules page. You can find that by going to battlegroundweirdwarii.com slash rules.html. And you can find the rules there for not just the Left Faust, but all of the models and everything, so you can play Battleground Weird War 2. And it's a really good game. Make sure you head on over to their website, because it's a blast. It's a great community over there on the message board. They're really friendly people, great people, and it's a good community. At this point in time, we're actually done with the show. Uh, the show's gone on a little bit longer than we had hoped, but unfortunately that's been happening a lot lately. Upside of that is you get extra content, so we're kind of happy about that. As always, we ask you to send us your feedback. This week in particular, we're asking you to send us your thoughts, remembrances, uh, prayers if you have any, and feelings and reactions to the passing of Gary Gygax. It is a sad week for the gaming world, and our hearts go out to everyone. Uh, in addition to that, we're more than happy to get all your other feedback, positive, negative, things you want us to prove on, whatever. You can send it to us by email at cwfgamecast at wargamingforums.com. You can use our Contact Us page located at our website of wargamingforums.com. Head on over to iTunes and leave a comment in our podcast. You just need to do a search for CWF Gamecast, or you can search under me. My name is Jonathan J. Reinhardt, R-E-I-N-H-A-R-T. Or lastly, you can send me an instant message by sending it to CW Forums on AOL Instant Messenger. 
As always, we will be back next week. The next podcast will be here on Thursday, March 13th, 2008. We're going to be resuming our normal podcasting schedule. We hope you head on over to our website at wargamingforums.com for our show notes on this show. It has links to everything we've talked about. Uh, it has links to the High Over podcast, to our Quick Picks article. You can go to the World Battleground World, Weird World 2 website. You can get that homage to Gary Gygax that we had mentioned. You can get the news release on Dawn of War Storm. You can get information about all the events that we had shared. And most importantly, you can get our March 08 newsletter and the 20% off coupon for Battleground Games. We look forward to talking to you again next week, and we are happy and thankful that you spent this time with us this week. As always, we hope you have a good day, and we want you to go and keep on gaming. Thanks. Bye.